You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Well, tomorrow is the big day, Lauren. I think it's it, this is your favorite holiday of the year, if I remember correctly from a podcast we did last year, right? Is that true? Tomorrow, it's, tomorrow being Valentine's Day, right? It is not. It is oh. not on my radar. You know, I love to hate Valentine's Day, <laughs> but I think you like it. I think you're a fan. Yes. Eh. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm a fan. I think, uh, I mean, I think it's fine. I think that there are, uh, people, I don't want to be gender specific, but I think there are people that do need a day or days to, you know, be romantic or be reminded to be romantic. And so for that, I understand the value now, you know, can people get carried away or does it mean that you should, should, or shouldn't, you know, love or care for that person that's special to you the other 364 days, a right. year? you know, <laughs> that's kind of where I am on the deal. So, yeah, I mean, um, there's probably some, a card and maybe something that's was living out of the ground. That's now going to die <laughs> a horrible death in a vase someplace on somebody's desk. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I think about Valentine's day, but um, there are some other things that we truly love, and that's exactly. what we're going to talk about this week. So, yes, so we are going to talk about marketing tactics that we love. Um, so we each just kind of have four or five things that we either enjoy or think is highly successful, or they're fun, just you know, quite frankly, fun for us to create and work on. So we'll just kind of bounce back and forth, and maybe it will also spark some love interest for you all listening. So My first, and I know I've talked about this before, and I talked about it at length at a conference this year, but it is user-generated content. So I'm sorry to those who have already heard me talk about this, but I really (laughs) am such a huge believer. Um, And it's something that I think really adds credibility. So rather than um, brands creating content, it's actually end users or their audience that create content. So think about it as like the new word of mouth, if you will. It's the online word of mouth. So it helps brands just show a more authentic presence. And consumers are shown to trust user-generated content moreover, actually like 2.5 times more so than they trust brand-created content. So when you see a great photo that someone took at your business or reviews or talk about their experience, all of those things are user-generated content that you can, with permission, um, reuse (laughs) or if they're tagging you on social media, those sort of things. But that is a way that you can have really nice content um, without honestly having to do the legwork and it adds credibility. So that's one thing that I really love. That's cool. I mean, I, I think that's a really great way to kind of kick off this uh, marketing tools, if you will, that we love uh, by, you know, looking at things that other, other people might share or other people that support mm-hmm. you, right? That's kind of romantic, Lauren. Good job. <laughs> way to kick that off. So. Oh, well, just like any other relationship that you might find yourself in, my marketing tactic is the web in which we weave, Lauren. So that's mm. that's uh, what I'm looking at is obviously websites. So I still mm-hmm. think that they're probably the um, 
number one tactic or vehicle uh, tool that uh, people use uh, for marketing. And um, yeah, and I think that the reality is that websites are becoming kind of the large vessel that a lot of things are kind of getting stacked in. So I think, uh, you know, when I started about, what, 150 years ago, plus or minus, you know, the website was the thing, the standalone thing. And, uh, and the internet, if you will, was the channel or the vessel. And now I think that the web, uh, with the website is kind of what people pack into. And that's everything from, you know, the experience itself to interactive polls, to, you know, uh, talking about, um, a content that's uh, super creative, that's engaging. And, and I think that's really where people have kind of, um, landed. And I, I look forward to seeing kind of the next phase of, uh, you know, kind of how that relationship blossoms. So a lot, a lot of, uh, uh, Valentine's illusions here, Lauren. <laughs> yes. I'm going to really love and be prepared for tomorrow after this. So I'll kind of parlay onto that, which is the interactive content component you just mentioned, which, you know, a lot of the times your website houses, but any type of either on your website or social media, games, puzzles, quizzes, contests, or like interactive things like publications or maps or even videos all lump in there. But interactive content is my main thing that I love here. The other thing I love is seeing capsule content, which that is basically a campaign or I don't want to use the word sales because it doesn't have to be sales, but it's a capsule maybe surrounding Valentine's Day. So it's a campaign that's themed and branded and has special messaging. And you don't have to sell a product to do this. You could be a service-based business. You could be, you know, um, anywhere that people visit and create capsule content that basically just kind of captures attention and it's specialized. So you, you know, people are used to seeing your kind of regular content. So this kind of stands out for a period of time. And then you kind of go back to regularly scheduled programming until the next capsule comes along. So it's just kind of a specialty little uh, boost of content, if you will. So interactive types of content. Yeah, uh, that's great. I think um, I think that really dovetails very well into my kind of second piece, which is video. And that once again, you don't necessarily have to have something to sell uh, for video. You can use it to kind of surround your brand or uh, look at other ways to kind of showcase things going on uh, at your company or within the culture of your company. So um, I love video and candidly video is becoming very, very affordable nowadays. And so um, that's something that um, I think people should look at uh, as a, as a marketing tool for um, this year, 2023 and uh, expect uh, further uh, opportunities in 2020. Uh, for and beyond. So uh, make sure mm-hmm. that you use a lot of video for content for sure. So. It's a great one. I agree. And, you know, I think it has endless possibilities, you know, to tell stories and, you know, create uh, guides on how to's and it could be short, long. There are just so many ways to tell stories with video. So I agree. Love it. Absolutely. Um My next is a totally different subject, but I'm going to go with influencer marketing. So again, something that has a lot of opportunity for growth. Um, If you can find an influencer or two or three that you can partner with long-term, I think that's the best strategy. 
find people that align with your company or your business's values and your audiences also align. And, you know, it's kind of like anything else. You need a little time to build a relationship so that they can in turn, you know, help talk about your product or your business or your place and be really educated about it. And so you helping guide them through that process and providing the tools and talking points and, you know, maybe it is a product or guided experiences. But I think that there is a lot of relevancy and a lot of room for many different types of brands to find influencers that are a good fit for them. That's so good. That um, I think that's really a great, that just keeps building. I mean, uh, influencer marketing is one of those deals where uh, you just look at and you think, okay, well, you know, how is I going to help my business? But I think in the long run and the further it plays out, it's going to be something that really does kind of boost that relationship, if you will. So um, I'm loving, I'm telling you what, I'm loving all of these kind of Valentine's uh, pieces. And, and and you never know what you're going to get. It's like you open up the big heart of chocolate and you just shove it in your mouth, Lauren. And that's that's what I like about this podcast. It always <laughs> tastes good. You just don't know what you're going to get. So yep. um, number three on my list is something we're doing right now, which is podcasting. Uh, kind of the same thing. You just, you got to create content. And uh, I'm, I love where podcast is going. Podcasting is going, excuse me. Uh, I love the fact that it's potentially monetizable. I love the fact that you can start tracking it. Uh, I love the, the variety of content. Uh, I love the shared experience, uh, you know, that it's, we are no longer in the time or frame or whatever that, you know, you just sit in front of the TV and you just get blasted by, you know, 30 second, 60 second commercials. Now people can tell an ongoing story over and over again. And, and podcasting does that, whether it's uh, audio or it's an audio video experience, or it's an engaging experience where people, uh, you know, call in or have guests or, or whatever. I love that about podcasting and, and can a little sneak peek. I think that's what we're going to talk about a little bit more in depth for next week. So uh, think about podcasting for that next love affair in marketing for you. Absolutely. So I have one more. So, and it's kind of broad, I know. So, you know, I'm known for my broad lists and indecisiveness, but my last, I guess, tactic is a diverse plan. So basically saying to include different types of tactics in your marketing plan, don't rely on just one. But what I like to see in a campaign is content and branding that is, um, very, what I'm just going to call matchy matchy, but it is very consistent across all platforms in which Mm. I see it. So I might see something such as a video on social media, and then I go to the organization's website and I see maybe a different video in the same set, but the content matches, the branding matches. And then later I might get an ad to drive me back to the website. I may have even seen something on the news or seen an article or seen something from an influencer, but you start to see that consistency and that repetition. And I think that that is just where you get the highest value. And then someone is more likely to take an action on that. So when I see a well-executed, diverse plan using several different platforms, I, I love that. I like to see that consistency and knowing that you know, that brand is trying to reach audiences in several different ways. Like a good, solid, long-term relationship. You know, it's always going to be there, (laughs) whether you come home at night or you go to work the next day, 
you know that it's always going to be the same and it's just a big warm blanket of branding love isn't that right Lauren <laughs> isn't that how that works something like that I wasn't sure where that was going at first yes oh, yeah that's good well if that is the blanket of branding love then I'm going to bring probably the final like say jilted lover maybe yellow corvette if you will to oh, the discussion so for the branded, this is the midlife crisis of, of marketing tools that you love. Maybe you love to hate, but they work. And that is the uh, robot AI chatbot yes. world. And, uh, you know, I think that probably everyone initially would say, I hate those things, or I don't want to talk to a computer or whatever the kind of canned uh, conversation is. But the reality is the reason why there are so many out there is because they work. And uh, we, we have been, as humans, we have been um, taught or uh, shown that you can get answers more quickly if you just put up with it and you uh, chat with a chatbot or you talk to um you know, something that's more synthetic. And then, of course, the AI, AI side is, what am I going to say, is brand new, but it's pretty new. And I think there are still some folks that don't understand uh, if this is clay or silly putty or concrete. I don't think people understand kind of what this can do or what will do to uh, marketing and strategic communication, all of the above. So um, that to me is the, you know, the jilted lover, if you will, of of uh, the things to love in the marketing realm for Valentine's Day. That's a great one. I mean, I think you're spot on. I think that chatbots are things that provide instant experiences, instant answers. Yes, they can be cumbersome, but it's just like an automated call where it's asking questions. But, you know, you have to provide information to get the answer you really want. So you always are going to have to invest a little time, whether it's a human or AI. So I agree. I love the convenience that it provides for both marketers and the users. And, you know, one thing that I kind of will dovetail is just also the ability for AI to help tailor content to your targeted audiences and to your targeted lists. So if you have small, nicely curated lists, then you can basically create better tailored content to serve them. So so I agree. That's a new thing that I definitely love too. Yeah, fair enough. That's good. Well, at least we both agree that, um, you know, maybe controversial, but it's probably going to sneak into our relationships in the marketing field. So absolutely sooner rather than later. Probably so. Probably so. Well, very good, Lauren. I think this was a great list of um, things to love in association with Valentine's Day that have to do with uh, marketing uh, successfully. So very good. Very good. For the G Factor podcast, I'm Lauren Doherty. And I'm Tony Van. Thank you for listening to G Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.